A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said, go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son, go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord, because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. A few days ago, I was listening to a sermon on the radio. And in this sermon, this, this pastor was reflecting on the past year, 2020, which obviously for all of us has been a, a very challenging and a very difficult time. And towards the end of this sermon, this pastor began to lead his congregation in prayer. It was a prayer for, for basically the new year. And the prayer went something like this. Father, in this new year, we so desperately want to be able to leave our houses again. We want to be able to go out to eat. We want to go to movie theaters. We want to be able to go out again to sporting events. We want our children to be able to go back to school. And on and on and on. And I remember when I was listening to him pray this prayer, I could sympathize very deeply with these sentiments. Because who doesn't want life to go back to normal? Or at least to what we were used to before this pandemic. And I thought to myself, this is a good prayer. It's a, it's a beautiful prayer. It's a sincere prayer. But then I also realized it's a very human prayer. And I began to think that this prayer lacked silence. It lacked 
listening. Because I felt like as good of a prayer as that was, maybe a better prayer or even a more appropriate prayer would be something like this. Father, we believe that you are present in these difficult times. And we pray, we beg you for the grace to see you, to hear your voice in these challenging times, and to move forward with you as you will. Now that is a difficult prayer to make. And I'm not even saying that I could make such a prayer. But I think that prayer comes more from a place of silence, more from a place of listening. Because without silence, we tend to create God in our own image and in our own likeness and according to our understanding. The way life was for us before this pandemic was beautiful. But God is still present. God is still speaking. Which is why we must listen. Because it is silence that frees us from our idols. Whether they be of God, of ourselves, or other people. Somebody once asked Mother Teresa, how do you pray? And Mother Teresa responded by saying, I listen. And then this person asked, well, what does God say? And she responded by saying, he mostly listens. What a profound and beautiful description of prayer. Two hearts listening to the other. Two hearts receiving the other. In the reading that I, that I read here from 1 Samuel, we are given a beautiful illustration of this. Right? The young Samuel is in the temple and he is hearing this voice. He's hearing the voice of God call to him. And oftentimes when we hear this uh, passage from 1 Samuel, it's oftentimes in the liturgy in the context of a religious profession of vows or even uh, before the ordinations of priests. So it always has a, a vocational context to it, which of course is true. But there's something also, I think, much deeper that this reading reveals to us. It reveals to us not just 
a vocation. But it reveals to us the necessity of a listening heart. In Christianity, silence is always synonymous with listening. And listening is always synonymous with being silent. The two are never uh, opposed to one another. We are not just silent for silence's sake. We are silent so as to listen. And in order to listen, we must also be silent. And this is what Samuel, I believe, is illustrating to us today so perfectly. But the question is, what is Samuel listening to? What is Mother Teresa listening to in her prayer? Well, the obvious answer is God. But first and foremost, what God is communicating to Samuel in silence, and what God is communicating to us in silence, is his presence. I think sometimes when we think of listening to God, we are expecting to hear words. We are expecting to hear a message for God to tell us what to do or to interpret some event for us. Now, of course, God can do that, and he does sometimes. But first and foremost, what God is communicating to us in silence is his presence. And his presence is far deeper and more profound than any words that he could speak to us. You know, any words that God might speak to us is simply an affirmation of his presence. St. John of the Cross says that the Father spoke one word, which was his Son. And this word he speaks always in eternal silence. And it is in silence where, we must, where it must be heard by the soul. Oftentimes in spiritual books or even in spiritual conversation, silence can be described as a means towards something else as a means of recollection. So we need to become silent in order to recollect ourselves. Or we need to become silent before we begin to pray. All of which is true. But there is a deeper dimension here of silence that I believe Samuel illustrates so perfectly for us. And that is silence as prayer itself. It is silence that is not seeking something else, but that in its purity and its intention and in, and in its attention, it becomes prayer itself. St. John of the Cross refers to this as loving attentiveness 
or the loving awareness of God. When we're just simply listening to God, being with Him in silence. And I think it's, it's not too uncommon that when, when God places us here, when God puts us in these moments of simply being in silence before Him, oftentimes we think, okay, I have to, there's something else I have to do here. Maybe I need to examine myself once again, do another examination of conscience. Or maybe I need to take this time here for intercessory prayer. Or maybe it's a time for, for spiritual work, maybe writing a talk or, or studying. And yet what St. John and so many other of the saints say is that when God places us in this state of listening to him, of just being with him in silence, in this loving attentiveness, that there's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else here to do except to simply be with God for as long as he allows this to occur. And that to actually leave this posture of listening, even for a spiritual work, can actually become an obstacle, a distraction. Because as good and as necessary as those things are, things like examining our conscience or intercessory prayer, all those things obviously are good and they're important and they're necessary in our spiritual lives. But in this posture of listening to God, all of those things that we just mentioned, there is still an awareness of myself. Which means if I am aware of myself, then my listening is at best 50%. I, st I have one ear and one eye towards God then I also have one ear and one eye towards myself. St. Anthony of the desert once said that a person is truly praying when they are not aware that they are praying. In other words, a person is truly praying when they're, when they're so lost in, in the beauty of God when their listening is so deep and so focused on him and not oneself, that a person really becomes forgetful of themselves. Samuel today issues a challenge to each one of us in our prayer lives. He reminds us of the importance of listening, of simply listening to God for the sole purpose of simply being with Him. When we begin to listen, our lives will completely change. What is this year, 2021, going to be like? I don't know. And nobody knows. You know, I hear so much about certain 
um, prophecies or so many uh, theories out there going on. But in all of these different prophecies and theories, I hear a lot of anxiety. I hear a lot of fear. And the reality is that in God, there is no anxiety. In God, there is no fear. And when we truly are listening to God with both ears open towards Him and not to myself, not listening to my own worries or to my own fears, but when like Samuel I can say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We will know that despite how difficult things might be in the world, which they true, which they certainly are, that despite all of that, God is with us. And not only is he with us, but he's leading us. And he's drawing us deeper into himself. Amen.